Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. The New York Post here is kind of famous for their crazy headlines, New York yeah. Post. And they found a murder victim in a strip club and the headline was headless girl in a topless club <laughs> and that was the headline on the front page fucking, of the newspaper fucking assholes sold out they, they've never sold it <laughs> thank god you're listening they said it wouldn't last and here it is on this podcast we're talking to my friend adam lambert and at the end of these 30 minutes he'll be your friend too just the nicest guy and he already has this rich history even after only 14 years since american idol when he first hit the scene let's talk about being on the road with queen filling the shoes of freddie mercury is that what he's doing or is he doing his own thing let's talk about his new album let's talk about anxiety let's talk about how he looks his glam everything about him is so interesting well you be the judge of that here we go oh hi <laughs> is it time to roll the fourth podcast they said we would never make it this far <laughs> and i'm thanking the god above that we did because adam lambert's here hi adam hi thank you for being here thanks for having me well, look here you are in new york city i know you've got a lot going on you're talking about the new album called high drama you've got beauty products that you're pushing i am i'm i'm, I'm like a jack of all trades right now uh, let's do this let's play a game Let's play the game okay. of name everything you're doing that's not music related. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. Nail Polish by oh. Orly. We did a collaboration. Um, I've been doing some voiceover work stuff, like for some cartoons. You have Should been? be revealed later. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, what else am I doing that's not music? Um, uh, it all kind of comes back to music, actually. So I don't know. I don't think there's anything else to report. I mean, it was what, 10, 11? How many years ago when you were on Idol when we first were it introduced was to you? 14 years ago. Okay. 
Isn't that crazy? So 14 years ago, you're like, okay, I don't know what the F we're doing here, but let's get up on that stage. <laughs> and you totally won our hearts. Oh, And, you, and you, you won us over. But back in the day, did you ever think that one day you'd be in New York talking about this <laughs> line of fingernail polish? <laughs> it's a, it, I, This sounds silly, but it's such a, a fantasy of mine. You know, ever since I, I literally, when I was like... Probably like a freshman in high school, I remember watching TV and seeing Dave Navarro talking about wearing nail polish. And it was, it was like, he was putting on this like gunmetal color and he just looked so cool. And I remember being like, Oh, I want to wear nail polish. And I went to Hot Topic at the mall. Uh oh. <laughs> I found some nail polish and I put it on. It's just, I've always loved it. And so the fact that I got to develop these colors and name them, that's so fun. Well, then the next time you were at the mall, you stopped obviously by piercing pagoda. Cause <laughs> You've got lots of piercings going. Yeah, a few. Do yeah, you have any I, down below? No. No, I had my nipple pierced once, though. And, and, but the, Only one. But you Only made it sound like that was a thing in the past. It was terrible. Um, it got. I was on tour. This is so gross. It got infected. Right. Which is not fun. So you were like spotting your blouse on stage? Well, more or less, yeah. I mean, when you're sweating and stuff like on stage and working and you, you know, it gets in there and it, it literally swelled to the size of a golf ball. It was terrifying. Okay. And we had to have a doctor. This is so gross. You don't want this on your podcast. Yes, I do. Oh my God. Oh boy. The doctor had to come in and like drain it. Yeah. I'm telling you, I've never felt anything more painful in my life. Well, so, so therefore you didn't, uh, com- you didn't do more pier- piercings. No, no have more. Have you ever dated a guy that had like Prince Alberts and stuff like that? Is this getting too personal? No, I, I have not dated a guy that had a Prince Albert, okay. but I've definitely, uh, experienced one. Okay. Cause, <laughs> I mean, cause that shit can chip a tooth. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Gotta, okay. We'll exactly. move Exactly. I was like, take it out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to the music, shall we? <laughs> I don't even feel like we started with that. The reason why I love it when you visit us, because when Adam Adam visits the station and the show, it usually means there's a day of promo ahead, and you're always glammed up. You've got the hair looking spiked and fun. You've got the makeup on. You've got the, the, the wardrobe, of course. I feel like at this point, if I didn't, it would be like weird, because people, like, that's just what they know of me. And then I feel like if I came in, like, full, like, you know, day off vibe, which is different. I mean, right. I like to wear like sweatpants and a baseball hat when I'm walking around. Right. I think, it, I just think people would be disappointed in me. Be, do you still, well, no, <laughs> I know this is radio, so <laughs> that's funny, but there are cameras, I swear. You know, no, we have proof. He's looking great. I know, but do you, I, in, for lack of a better term, do you enjoy playing dress up? Do you enjoy? I love it. I, love it. I, I you know, there, there are days every once in a while, if it's a busy schedule where I'm like, oh, I gotta do it. I gotta get ready. You know, it, it becomes a bit of a, of a chore, but once I start, I get into it. I like it. It puts me in a mood. It makes me feel creative. It puts me in like, it gives me confidence. Makes me feel like you know I'm stepping into my uniform almost. Like this is my this is my world. This is my job. And also, you know, when you're when you're made up and looking really, really, really beautiful, you must. That means there's something going on, an event. There's something yeah. exciting, typically. Yeah. So, so you're it, it's psyching you up for whatever event exactly. That could be. I mean, there's nothing like getting ready for even if it's not work. If it's like a night out, there's nothing like that. Like getting ready for a night out. You have your music playing. I like that feeling. I want you to take all of us to a place that we will never know uh, unless living it vicariously through you. Let's say you're going to an award show, a big. Let's say it's a Grammys. Let's say it's a okay. big award show. Yeah. And so. Start out with the people who come over and they, they, they style you. They, or they help you with your decisions. I'm sure. I'm sure you have. It's funny. No one helps me. I do it myself. You do it all yourself? Yeah. Okay. So I don't have a stylist right now. I don't have makeup or hair. 
And you don't need one. I mean, you you hit it out of the park every time. I okay. mean, I've definitely used them in the past, but I currently no, yeah, not 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 recently. Okay, it's yeah. the day of the event. Let's call it the Grammys. Okay, okay. okay. And uh, you're in home, you're at home or in your hotel room, yeah. and you're, you're looking in the mirror, you're putting it all on, you're right. getting that hair just right, and you're taking your time. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, there's no rush because you want to like. Or, I mean, there's for some reason there's always a rush. I'm always running behind, but you know, I work well under pressure, so maybe okay. that's part of it. I don't know. And then on comes big, heavy metal jewelry, uh-huh. and then comes all the piercings, and you mm. know, what am I going to put in my ear holes? Yeah. And then the clothing. <laughs> then you hop into the back of an SUV, yeah, and they pull up in front of the whatever theater where all the paparazzi paparazzi's mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. front. It's going to be, and you know, it's going to be. A lightning flash or 17 of yeah. flash. What are you feeling right as the door opens and you step that eight inch platform heel <laughs> outside the SUV and you have to get from that truck to the door and inside? What's it like that rush of going through uh, that red carpet? Do you know, I think if I go back like six, seven years ago, it, it used to kind of give me like, I would be excited, but it would also give me like a little pang of anxiety, like, cause it was just a lot of energy. But these days, I just, I think I've grown into it as best I can. And it just feels like another day of what I do. And I love getting dressed up. So it feels like, a, oh, look what I could show off what I did, what I made, what I put together. You know, it, it doesn't freak me out at all like it used to in the beginning. Right. So it feels good. It feels like, Hey guys, a lot of the photographers look familiar, you know, it's like, Hey guys, you know, it's, it's kind of like, I've gotten used to it. You know, there was a, there was a, actually it was the Grammys and I was working with a, a news organization. We were first position. Mm-hmm. So people would stop at us first. So we would interview them and talk about what they were wearing on that bullshit. There was one artist who I'm not going to say who she, her name, she had so much anxiety, Aww. she had to get back in the SUV and leave. Aww. And later on, we had a private moment talking about it, and she said that it just, the, it was overwhelming for her. Yeah. It just took her mentally to a place where she was- It can it, be, yeah. It was a lot. It was a yeah. rush of just fright. Because she knew as soon as she made through made it through the photographers, she came to us, and we had questions. She, she yeah, sometimes answer. it takes a second to kind of like ground yourself afterwards because it can be very like um, dizzying, you know. I think for me, like, and I've talked openly about this, like, I'm on I'm on medication for anxiety, so mm-hmm. that like that helps me so much deal with all the crazy energy that comes out. It helps me stay centered and grounded. So I feel like you know, and it's not for everybody, but I feel like you know, in talking about mental health stuff, I discovered a couple years ago. Oh, this is what anxiety is. I didn't realize that I had been suffering from it for so long, and so have, after like some therapy and, and you know some pharmaceutical help, it's like so much easier to go to work now. It's it's like way more. Um, I can just be in the moment, which is so nice. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. 
I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed. Cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star starting May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Have you ever had a friend that said, hey, Adam, you've been so vocal about your mental health and anxiety. I'm going through that too. Convince me to do something about it because I, I can't tell the difference with, with just what's reality and what I should be dealing with as a human being versus what is over, over supercharged in my yeah. head. And do you have an explanation you could give? Let's say if I well, came to you as I, a friend, I mean, I would definitely say like, it's up to you because I do think it, it's different for everybody. Some people react really well to therapy and medication. Some people don't want to be on a medication daily. Like that bothers them. The idea of it bothers them or the, the physical feeling of it bothers them. I think it's kind of to each their own really. And there's also a lot of other, you know, alternative therapies now, you know, that they're coming up with that are very interesting. So I don't know. I would say like, is it worth it? Is it worth suffering? I mean, is it ruining your lifestyle? Is it 
getting in the way of you enjoying yourself and being present in these amazing moments or not. You wonder, like, how many moments have I missed out on because I just felt it better to stay home? Yeah. Because I just didn't want to deal yeah. with Yeah, or I was in my head or, you know, or I was thinking too much about what if, what if, what if, you know, what are they thinking? What, you know, it's, it. I, I think everyone's different, like I said, but for me, I also didn't realize that I had any sort of, like, issue I just thought, oh, I'm just stressed, you know, oh, I'm just, in, you know, I'm just an overthinker, which is true. But like, you know, when I finally like hit the wall at one point was like getting panic attacks out of nowhere for no apparent reason. I was like, oh, dang, like this is more serious than I thought. And I think as we get older, our bodies change and these things can be become worse or become, you know, more, you know, easily recognize than we once recognized them. And once I found that to be the case, I was like, well, okay, let's get some help. Could you, and if I get too personal, just say, no, it's okay. fine. I'm pretty, could open. you count the number of panic, panic, like serious panic, panic attacks you've had in your life on one, two hands, or I had never had one before in my entire life until, uh, like 2018, 2018 or 19 mm-hmm. during that year. It was just, I think some of it was like burnout. Like I was working a lot and traveling a lot and jet lag will take it out of you. You know, it will zap you. I mean, and from what I've learned, like it actually attacks the, the, you know, the, the chemical in your brain that, that that causes this anxiety thing when it's out of whack. So I think it was a combination of a lot of things, um, but that was when it first started and it was terrifying because I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know why I was having a panic attack. Half the time it was for no apparent reason. It was literally just a physical reaction. Isn't that weird? It is weird because someone goes, well, why? And I'm like, I don't know. No, it's not logical. You can't, you can't announce the trigger. Yeah. You can't. I've yeah. had, I've had two and I could absolutely. And, and yeah. I, I thought I was having a heart attack. I'll right. Cause I would, you know, whatever. Right. But you know what? You, once you, once you seek help, you learn, you learn about it yeah. and you can learn how to. And, and honestly, that. like the pandemic, you know, it, it was a lot of things for a lot of people. It was, there were a lot of disappointments associated with it for me but also once i got over the disappointments uh which was my album velvet that came out a week before everything shut down i was like but once i got over that it actually became a really beautiful time of sort of self-care and sort of getting back to myself and you know starting some creative projects not on a tight timeline but being able to focus on them you know unencumbered and and with full attention and you know I think I'm grateful for that time. You know, I'm grateful for the time off so that when I got back into this career and our lifestyle that we're all in hustling all the time, it like kind of gave me new energy behind it. And the things we learn from pandemic is learning how to push a button and shut it down. Yeah. And we didn't know that before. And, and also, like, I think it reminded me of what my priorities were. Like it kind of it, it got me back in check with like um the things that I need to stay happy and, and, and content. And it's not all career stuff. As much as I love what I do and I put a lot of work and time into it, I also was like, you know what? I need to maybe balance this out with like my personal life a little bit more. I deserve that. Everyone needs to listen to that carefully because it's very, that balance thing. People hear that word balance. I think we use that life professional balance conversation too much. People yeah. don't hear it anymore. It's so important. It's, it's nice too. You know, I think, I think it's, uh, I think, our lifestyle here in America is very like hustle mentality. It's go, 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 go. We all want to win. And there's a healthy amount of competition that can be a great motivator. But I have some friends over in Europe and there's other countries that, that like collectively just look at certain things differently. Like the way of life is different. And my partner right now, he's Danish and like the dent in Denmark, like the Danish way of sort of life. 
there's a different emphasis put on work. There's a different emphasis put on 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 competition and winning. It's it's less emphasis, and they put more time and thought into lifestyle and just enjoying themselves and sharing time with family and it's like oh and live longer probably probably they're all 150 fucking years old over they also have a lot of rules for like healthier food and all this it's a beautiful place i'm not saying that i don't love being here but you know it's it's just reminds you that there's other ways of doing things that's why it's important to have a passport to see the world and see how they live and it teaches you a lot into your everyday life so you know what 10 years on the road with queen of course this meeting happened thank god because of american idol yeah And these guys said, look, you know what? No one else can do it like Adam Lambert. I know. But, you know, stepping into those those (laughs) those shoes, Freddie Mercury, you know, and you never came in and wanted to be Freddie Mercury. You came in and you were Adam Lambert with Queen. And it just worked out so beautifully. But 10 years, it's still going. And you said earlier that you just don't see you don't see it the plug being pulled anytime soon because people are still selling out. People still come. Yeah. I mean, it's really like, you know, if Brian and Roger want to do another tour, I mean, that's, that's it. That's all it takes. I mean, luckily people will still want to come see us. And I mean, we sold out this, this North American tour that's coming up in October, November. We sold it out in like a day ish. Have you guys ever looked into the demographics of who's coming to these shows? Well, I can see, I I look out in the audience a lot. I really love, you can see the hairstyles. Yeah. (laughs) I, or or the balding exactly right. but i it's it's interesting cuz you know we were always pretty successful as a as a collaboration and we were selling really well for years but then when the movie came out mm-hmm. the 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 bohemian rhapsody film that like took things into the stratosphere because all of a sudden you had different generations more of them you know I, i've never seen so many young people at our shows until after that movie it's amazing. I mean, it's, uh, you know, in Europe, we were on tour last summer. We did 10 shows in London at the O2 and a bunch around Europe. And they had standing room on the floor, like, you know, the floor of, of these arenas. And it was just like teenagers. It was crazy. And they're just like, they love rock and roll. They're like, it's, it's almost like, I think because it's a generational thing, it's like they're discovering something new for them. Right. This classic rock thing too. Well, don't tell them it's old. Yeah, right, right. Brand new. (laughs) It's brand new. From this new group queen. Everyone loves to discover music and I think there's like this resurgence of rock and roll right now, which is really cool. So back to the movie, when you saw the movie, did it, did it shift anything in your mind in how you performed with the guys? Did it change your outlook on Queen? Where you, did you see it for the like, a lot of things and learn a lot of things for the first time that made you go, had, oh had, my God. I had heard a lot of those things before. You know, I think being with them for the previous, what, eight years before that movie? I guess it was like eight years. I guess that was longer ago. Anyway, being on the road for, the, for that long before the movie came out, I was actually on the plane while they were planning the movie. I mean, I was like, I was a fly on the wall. So I wasn't surprised by anything. I was actually really excited to see it all like come together. Um, I thought the music was so well like edited and like the music really shown in that movie. I thought that was really important is that their catalog of amazing hits was sort of on display. You know, that, I mean, that's what they're known for. So that was really important. Oh, absolutely. But especially the scenes where the camera is Behind Freddie Mercury, so, looking like Live at, Aid, yeah. I so mean, cool. how many millions of people around the world were watching? Yeah. But how many people were there at Live Aid? Do we? And it's, I don't know. I actually just performed in that uh, that stadium so, um, a couple weeks ago. There was it was eighty thousand. Okay, so so that's where I lost it when I saw the view from the stage. Yeah, because it's daytime, so there's no lighting like blinding. You right. see every right. every little head out there. That's got to be just. 
nuts. I mean, do you think <laughs> do you think of eighty thousand people as individuals, or is it just one big piece of energy? It is. A, that's a good way to put it. It is energy. It's like plugging into a battery. It feels really good, actually, as long as everything's going well. Right. <laughs> but it, it like uh, we did right before the pandemic. We were we did a tour down in Australia, and we were playing stadiums, and that was my first time with Queen playing that large of a space. Uh, and it was it was nuts. I mean, you you do get extra extra momentum from them. You get extra juice. You know, it's like I don't know. It's like you get off stage from a crowd that big and you're really hyped. I mean, that's funny because it's almost like I've gotten numb to you know, oh, eighteen thousand, whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's become normal. You know, well, it's, not, it's not a numbness. I don't think. No, and, you know, and I was I was thinking I'm making this observation because I remember when we first met you back in the idle days or just beyond, long time ago to see how you have you have changed, and we all have. I'm not in just physically being older and wiser, but you have just grown into this incredible you oh thanks and so to hear you talk about walking out in front of eighty thousand people (laughs) or walking in front of the paparazzi with just oh it's another day at the office but still looks like you enjoy the living hell out of it 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 took a long time to get to this point too you know because there was a point maybe it was you know some of this anxiety stuff but also just just typical stuff of like putting uh you know hanging your worth and your happiness on certain things that you can't control i think that learning that lesson really helped me of just being like you know what i'm doing my best and i want to enjoy this so like shifting my thought process behind it i think allowed me to like sink into it a bit more you know and i do feel that way i do feel like i've i've sort of i've grown up a bit i'm i'm like in a sweet spot right now which feels really good welcome to 500 greatest songs a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed. Cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star starting May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know what? That is the best advice ever. It's just figuring figuring out what it is you can or cannot control. Absolutely. And then you got to let loose. And that's so hard to do. It's so hard to do. It, uh, but, you know, being a performer, there is, there's got to be this certain level of control. Yeah. You've got to be able to control you, the decisions you make on yeah. what projects you do and what you don't want to do and how yeah. you want to look and how you don't want to look. But you sound like you're comfortable with being in control of those things as well. So, yeah, you just, I think I've learned a lot. You know, I've learned, and I learned a lot from like Brian and Roger, for example, being in their camp, it, it's, it's taught me a ton. And just, you know, I think you pick and choose your battles and you just figure out how to surround yourself with the right people. That's super important, um, both professionally and per- personally as well. And just make sure that there's joy in it. If there's not joy in it, you need to fix something. Amen. Yeah. And that's something we're all yeah, grappling that's the mission. with. Yeah. You should always grapple with the, the, the fight for joy, I yeah, guess. I think so. Okay, we only have a few seconds left. I want to talk <laughs> about, about uh, High Drama. Yeah. This album that's out right now. And I was telling... I was telling Adam earlier that back in the early 1980s, using a fake ID, I was going to a gay <laughs> club in Dallas called The Landing. And there was a performer there that night named Sylvester. And I, we'd already danced, oh. already danced to Sylvester's songs. Yeah. But the one that you cover on your album is You Make Me Feel Mighty Real. Yeah. And of course, I, it immediately took me back to a space, uh, to a place. It was, it was like reading a history, my history book of me. Yeah. It took me to that night, the smells of The Landing, which just stunk. <laughs> you know, it's just a, you know those back in the day, the old gay bars it didn't have lighting. I mean, they didn't have yeah. windows. It's I mean, there like, was a gay bar in West Hollywood that closed only three years ago that was like the same thing. It was they, they petri like, dish. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> they smell like urine. Yeah. Anyway, moving yeah. on. Yeah. But that song took me there, and I, this song, this album is full of covers you're doing in your own unique way that are going to take people 
places I hope so. in, the, in their memories. Yeah, I mean, Mighty Real, it's interesting because we put the album out actually in the spring, but we decided to put another song out. We just, you know, there's no rules anymore. You can do whatever you want. And my right. labels, uh, I'm working with a label in the UK, and I came up with this idea. I was like, what if we redid you make me feel mighty real by Sylvester, but do it with like a modern DJ and like modernize it. And so we, we approached Sagala who I've actually done some writing with in the past, but we didn't have anything that we had put out yet. And he was really excited for it. And we collabed on this and I was like, I want it to be able to be played like now in the club and, and people, you know, enjoy themselves and dance to it. And, Honestly, it really is like a tribute to Sylvester because he was so ahead of his time. He was so the things that, you know, he basically was gender fluid before right. before that word was a thing. Exactly. He was he was they before there was, yeah. a, you know, I mean, he really was like a pioneer and a trailblazer in who he was and how he was so bold and brave about it. He didn't give a crap. He was like, this is me, whatever. Everybody else can, you know, F off. It was really he was really bold. And other great songs that you're covering on here. Is there one or two that really are your favorites? I mean, I did a version of Holding Out for a Hero, uh, like a little guilty pleasure Bonnie Tyler song, but we did it like a glam rock, like a very 70s glam rock kind of arrangement. That one's fun. Um, I Can't Stand the Rain is really fun. Um, I did some current stuff, too. I mean, I did Chandelier by Sia. Mm -hmm. I did uh, Pink's uh, My Attic, which is kind of a a B-side on one of her last albums. I did Lana Del Rey, West Coast. That's a really fun one. And I did a song by Billie Eilish as well. And you you chose every single song on this album. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it great just to... I yeah. think I'll do this one and that one. No, and that one, no. I mean, we, it was definitely like a collaboration and it was it, like as far as, you know, working through some of these decisions and, and choices for sure. But I didn't do it alone. But I, um, but yeah, I feel like I'm in the driver's seat, which feels really good. I love hearing that. Yeah. Next time you're here, I want to catch up again. I'm sure between now and then, a billion and one great things are going to happen. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> a lot of great things are going to happen. With I like you. being busy now. <laughs> well, good. You know what? Stay busy. It keeps yeah. us out of prison. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Adam Labyrinth, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having which me. Which is called, what's it called? <laughs> Thinking Out Loud this with one. Elvis Duran. <laughs> this one's this one. <laughs> they wanted to call it, what do we want to call it? I'm contractually obligated to do this podcast. Dot com. <laughs> <laughs> it's great having you here. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. <laughs> Wow, wasn't that awesome? Spending time with Adam Lambert. Loved it. Hope you loved it as much as I did. As always, thanks for listening. Make sure you rate, review, and of course, subscribe to our show so we can pop up and tell you what's new. And uh, tell your friends. Tell them all about this interview and the other ones we've done so far. Thinking out loud. That's what we're doing. Thinking Out Loud is hosted by me, Elvis Duran. The podcast is produced and edited by Mike Coscarelli. Executive producers are Andrew Puglisi and Katrina Norvell. Special thanks to David Katz, Michael Kindheart, and Caitlin Mador. Thinking Out Loud is part of the Elvis Duran Podcast Network on iHeartRadio. For more, rate, review, and subscribe to our show. And if you like this episode, tell your friends. Until next time, I'm Elvis Duran. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.